Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Miss Anna Kate Wallace, soon to be Shelby. And I'm so glad you're here. Emma, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. This is so fun to just sit across the table with a friend and talk about God's Word. Yes. I I mean, you work at Watermark, so we see each other somewhat regularly. We office on different floors. But I realized as we were getting ready to hit the record button, I don't think I've ever heard your story. Yeah. And that's what we do on this podcast. We get to know each other. So tell me, tell me about you. How'd you come to know the Lord? And then for those who don't know you, fast forward to today. What yeah, are you up to? Love it. I truly cannot remember a time not knowing who the Lord was or what the gospel was. Um, the Lord gifted me with a really solid family where I grew up in a church knowing the gospel, but it took me a while to truly believe in God's grace over my life. I um, grew up with a really legalistic mindset where I felt like I had to do things to earn God's love or earn His favor or, or earn His acceptance. And so for a while, really, up until my last year of high school and in college, I knew that I loved God. I knew that I wanted to follow Him. I didn't know quite how. Um, And it was in senior year of high school that I really submitted my life to the Lord and Mm -hmm. saw Him as my Lord and my Savior and as one who really loved me and wanted a relationship with me. Whereas beforehand, I could see that He was a king, that He was powerful. I saw what He did on the cross. I believed it, but I didn't fully believed that uh, what he did on the cross fully covered my sins Mm -hmm. and made me accepted in his eyes. And so then from there in college, I really um, grew love for his word as I went to camp for four summers and really saw my need to be in God's word and to know his truth and um, that it really is an anchor for my soul. And that's where I learned what discipleship looked like, um, both being discipled by older women and getting to disciple younger women. And so God grew my heart for that in college and grew my heart for His Word in college. And then I did the residency following college here at Watermark. And yeah, you did. It was awesome. There, I feel like I was more fully convinced of God's love for me and just um, His story of pursuit of our hearts throughout the Bible and His just goodness that has chased us down all the way through and is continuing to do so. And so I uh, started full-time right after and have been in a couple different roles, but right now I'm the Wake Women's Coordinator for Junior High Girls, and I love it. It's so much fun. So fun. I love it. Well, let's say somebody's listening to this, and they're like, man, AC, she seems like a pretty cool girl. I want to get to know her. Where could they find you on a Sunday? Oh, my goodness. So fun. You would find me on the fourth floor working at Wake, which is our middle school service for students. But if you want to hang, you can always reach out, and I will come um, meet you and hang with you at the 1115, because that is a service I attend. Love it. All right. John 21. I almost said Acts 21, but we're in John 21. (laughs) John 21. Set it up for us. What's happening? Yeah. So in this chapter, Jesus is appearing for, I think it's like the third or fourth time post-resurrection to his disciples, and they are just doing their normal day job. They are out fishing, making money, and uh, Jesus shows up on the shore, and the disciples do not recognize him, and he gives them some tips and tricks of like, hey, they have not caught any fish over this workday, and he tells them to cast the nets on the other side, and they cast it, and they catch so many fish that they're not even able to haul them in. And then John, 
We think it's John. It says the disciple whom Jesus loved sees that it's Jesus, recognizes that it's Jesus, points it out to Peter and says, hey, it is the Lord. And uh, Simon Peter recognizes this and jumps out uh, of the water and swims to Jesus. And Jesus prepares a breakfast um, for the disciples. I love a good breakfast. I know, a good breakfast. And they get to eat what they just earned, what they caught. It's amazing. Most important meal of the day. Truly. And he just sets it all up and they're ready to go. They get to eat breakfast with resurrected Jesus. And then Jesus has a really intimate conversation with Peter that just really speaks to his heart and character that uh, Jesus is still a humble servant that serves um, his friends, makes breakfast for them. And then he addresses um, Peter. After Peter denied him three times, he asks him three questions of, Peter, do you love me? And then going after that, he kind of uh, prophesies what's going to happen to Peter, that he is going to suffer a hard death. And Peter asks Jesus, well, what about John? Like, what's he going to do? He looks to his left and his right and seems like he's not super excited to suffer this terrible death. And he says, well, what about John? And Jesus says, hey, just follow me. Fix your eyes on me. Don't concern yourselves with the affairs of others. Do what I've called you to do. Follow me, tend my sheep, um, and love me. And so that is kind of what this uh, chapter is about in a summary. I love it. But there's a lot to it. Why did you pick this chapter to write about and what stuck out? I love this chapter because, again, I just think it so shows the character of Jesus that the first thing that he does with his disciples is just he gets time with them and he wants to relate with them and he is all about relationships. So he could have tried to cram a sermon message in, knowing that this is one of the last times that he saw his disciples. But instead, he serves his his friends, and he cooks them breakfast, and he gets relational time with them. And that's because he's all about relationship. And then, um, two, he loves Peter so much that he's willing to speak the truth in love and to address what happened whenever uh, Peter denied him three times. And so, I love that. And then I also love how Peter's character is shown of how much he trusts Jesus' forgiveness of him. And I think this really struck me in verse 7. It says, Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved, John, said to Peter, It is the Lord. So when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put his outer garment on, for he was stripped for work, and he threw himself into the sea. I think if I were in Peter's shoes, I would have wanted to hide in shame, and that is not what Peter did. He threw himself into the water and swam after his master, knowing that he stood in forgiveness and knowing that God's love was over him. He was confident in Jesus' character and confident that Jesus loved him and that his blood was enough to cover him. And so I love that part of this. I love how bold Peter is, and I love how much it shows that he trusts God's heart for him. And so that's really what stuck out to me. And then, too, how, again, Jesus wants just to re- relate with his disciples. Yeah. And so he doesn't go right in on Peter of, like, why did you deny me three times? He wants to relate with them, and he wants to know them, and he wants to— um, To hang out. Yeah, to hang out and to build more intimacy. I really loved that. And then um, that he doesn't leave it there, that he doesn't leave uh, what happened unaddressed, but he comes back from— three denials from Peter with three questions of, hey, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, like, you know that I love you. You know this. And again, that is Peter just trusting Jesus's character, Mm. knowing like, Lord, you know that I love you. You know that I 
love you, even though I denied you those yeah. three times. You're not going to hold this against yes, me. Yes. I know I messed tr- up. Yes. But. He trusts Jesus's character that, um, man, because Jesus has said that, Peter, you are mine, that nothing can take him out of that grasp. And um, he's just confident in that. And so I love that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay. You're two, three years out of college? Yes. Okay. Three. Three years out of college, young adult, in your 20s. These principles that we're seeing, like Jesus has the hard conversation with Peter, mm-hmm. he's, who's a friend of God, mm-hmm. his friend. He has the hard conversation. Uh, he jumps in the water and swims to Jesus mm-hmm. despite having just betrayed him. There's some really good principles at play and some excellent behaviors that are modeled for us in this chapter. What does this look like in the life of the young adult? You're a few yeah. years out of college. I mean, when you transition out of college, in a way, you're uprooting your whole life for most people, making new friends, reestablishing like yourself in a local church in whatever city you work in. Um, How does this play out in real life? Yeah, I love that question. I think, man, I have learned so much post-grad how much more loving it is to have the hard conversation with those people that you love. And I've learned that so much through community in receiving that from others um, in my community who have challenged me and called me higher, and then also giving it and having the hard conversations that I once would have run from because I just want to please man and I want my friends to like me and I don't want to ruffle feathers. Um, And that was just kind of what college was like for me of just uh, not having those harder conversations. And I have seen I think it's Proverbs 27, 5 and 6 um, that says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Better is an open rebuke than a hidden love. And I have seen that to be true. And we see uh, Jesus set that precedent all through the Gospels of having the harder conversations and leaning in and pressing in and all with gentleness and in love. But... um, Man, I, truth has to go with love, and love has to go with truth. And um, it is not loving to not press in and lean into those harder conversations, especially with those who are around you who are your community and are your deep and close friends and family. And so I've seen that be really fruitful in my life in the past couple of years as the Lord has given me um, conviction to have those harder conversations and has taught me through receiving those harder yeah, challenges. Same, truly. I love it. AC, thank you for being here and for closing out the book of John. You guys, if you've been tracking with us since Matthew, we are almost at the end of 2022, about to finish out the New Testament with the book of Revelation, which we will start on December 1st of 2022. Buckle up. I know some people hear Revelation. What do you think when you hear Revelation? You're about to read Revelation. What do you think? Um, intimidating. There are a lot of things that are hard to understand in in Revelation. Yeah, and that's real. Like, there are a lot of things in Revelation that uh, require us to use creativity and that we just don't know. There's some question marks. But in chapter 1, giving you a preview, verse 3, John writes, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written, for the time is near. So that's just a good reminder. Like, hey, there is blessing in God's word. And just because it's scary doesn't mean it's not good for us. And so I'm excited to jump in. We're going to be talking a lot about Revelation and Advent. It's Christmas time. Feels like an odd time to be reading Revelation, maybe for some. Uh, But I think it's going to be really cool. So I'm excited. Tell your friends. It's a great time to read together as a community group or a family uh, or with your roommates. So 
That's all we've got time for. We'll see you on December 1st. AC, thanks again. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. So fun. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.